Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 306, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me. It's Matt. I'm at the new battle station, as they call it on Reddit, battle stations. I got the new setup. I got the new things. I got a new shiny webcam so Eric can see my dirty white t-shirt live in HD 4K 60 frames, all the things. And... Another man who's got a whole new battle station as well. It's my buddy, the Light Bear, the Light Bringer, the Light Bear, Bringer, the Beastmaster, Third Shift. He's here with us to tell us how his week was. Eric, my man, my good friend, my best buddy, how was your week this week? Oh boy, it's been a week. I'll tell you what. Been playing some Horizon, man. That's the video game front. A little bit here, a little bit there, not too much. Uh, got caught up in the week, and it's been one of those a little bit shorter weeks than usual, but not by too much. But got busy. And uh, let me tell you, brand new anime is out, Matt. Okay, you know, it's the whole new, out with the old, in with the new kind of setup, except for like one or two shows that for some reason get like 15 or 16 episodes instead of the traditional 12. I don't know how that works or why they do that, but that's what's happening. So I'm like trying to find the new series that I like, and the ones I don't, and then the ones I want to give like a second chance to. So I'm getting my whole lineup all redone. And I got to tell you, every time this happens, it makes me sad because I, I don't know why I do it, but I always scroll farther over to the ones that are all ended. And I just stare at them longingly, like <laughs> hoping yeah. for some reason that a new episode will appear, uh-huh. that it isn't the end of the season. Because we both know anime. Sometimes it's religious. Sometimes in six months, you're getting another season of it. Sometimes in a year, you're getting another season of it. Sometimes you never, ever see it again. And it just disappears, and it's gone. Sometimes, four years later, out of the blue, another season appears. It doesn't make any sense. There is no rhyme or reason to what succeeds, what fails. I think it's all kind of a Japanese thing on what goes well, what doesn't. And we don't get to hear about it or see it. It's not in our culture. So I'm just, as an American, sitting here watching my Crunchyroll, just hoping to the winds that I hear and know about anything that's going to continue forward, come back again. But out of the blue, you know what showed up this time, Matt? Overlord. The okay. next season of Overlord has finally come. It's been three years since the last one, two, three years. I can't remember what, you know, time's really weird since the COVID era. But it's been a long time. But it's back, and it's definitely taken a different turn. You know, I won't go into it, but I'll just say it's definitely taken a turn. It feels like uh, there's some fresh blood in there doing some story writing and whatnot. Because it doesn't have that same exact punch as it used to it's a little more fun a little more goofy we'll see how it turns out i'm liking it but i'm not liking it in the way i liked it originally i liked how brutal it was and how crazy you know it just all was and what was going on now it's kind of more lighthearted. maybe it's going to take a spin i don't know we'll find out but i've been watching all the new shows having a good time with the anime scene and then on the real life front mr matt two things happen two PC took it in, said, fix everything, do the whole thing. Guess what? Hey, Eric, uh, we, we put everything in, but it looks like your uh, SSD's going bad, and we don't think we can get it to work and you know get it back to you in a, in a working fashion. That's strange, since it's a Samsung, which I was told was really good, and then uh, it's only like eight months old. So, And it had zero issues before this, 
So I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah, well, we just can't get to boot up right. And we put in our own stock ones. Everything works just fine. Uh, we don't know what to really tell you. Besides, we'll try it a couple more times, see if we can kind of figure something out. If not, do you give us permission to buy a new one and pop it in? Well, obviously, yes. I need my PC back. Sure enough. Hey, Eric, your PC's ready. Cool. How's it going? Yeah, we had to buy you a new one. New SSD. And you owe us uh, 250 bucks or something for it, whatever it was. Okay. Did you save anything? Was there anything salvageable? Nah, we weren't able to salvage anything. Cool. Alright, well it works, right? Yep, it works. PC comes home. There we are. PC's working. Fantastic. Great. Super happy about that part of it. However, of course, everything's lost. Everything's gone. Starting all over. Starting fresh. So, naturally, half things don't work. And then on top of it all, the USB ports, I don't have as many as I had in the previous motherboard. So, like, I've got three USB spots now where I can't plug what I had plugged in in. So, I'm just trying to figure out how to make it all work and be cohesive. And then I tried to do uh, cable management, and I just sat there. I sat there for about 25 minutes pulling all the cords out, straightening them all out. So, I knew where the, all the lines were. And then, you know what I did? I went, I can't do this. I just can't do it. So, I just plugged them all in. So instead of it being tangled cords everywhere, it's now it's straight. just a bunch of straight cords everywhere. Does it look better? Not really. Still looks like <laughs> trash. But I can't do it. I just can't. It's it's so many cords in so many directions coming from four to five different areas, if you include my PlayStation, the three different monitors, the PC, and then, of course, everything else in between. The Switch, you know, I don't know. It is beyond what I can do. That's the thing for me is, you know, I'll get into this too a little bit, but I got a whole new setup. I said it in the intro. And I was like, man, I got the nice new monitor, you know, played on PlayStation with it. It looks great. I'm like, man, I should bring the Xbox over. I should bring the Switch over. And and I immediately said, no, I can't. No, I'm going to have my my computer and the PlayStation hooked up to this thing. Nothing else. I'm not doing it. Because then otherwise, I'm just going to be tangled mess. You know, I've got some HDMI switcher boxes and stuff, but then I'd have one over here and have one by the TV. Get out all my dusty-ass HDMI cords and make this whole place look like crap. I can't I can't do that. So I feel your pain because I refuse to even touch it. There's no no way. It's do- it's over. It's done. That that yeah. all that stuff's staying with the TV. This is, this is the monitor, and it's nice and clean. It is not a terrible idea. I mean, there's perks, of course, to having it all in one unit. Yeah, yeah. But... The mess is crazy. There's got to be a company out there who does cable management for, like, you know, whatever price. You set a price, they come over, depending on however many monitors, whatever it is, and they cable manage and make it look gorgeous. I'm going to find these people. They've got to exist, and I'm going to hire them, and they're going to come do it because I'm not doing it. It's not happening. So that was that. Then last but not least, they finally broke me and made me get a dog. So now we have a new puppy. And uh, yesterday, I drove down to Chicago area and had to pick it up, brought it home, got home. And then uh, today's the very first day of the dog officially being in the house, doing what it does. And it's doing the usual puppy stuff, trying to chew things and bite things. And and then stomping around and flying around and crashing into stuff. And, and uh, you know, potty training. Yeah, the usual new dog stuff. So now we have a dog. His name's Dobby. You know, obviously. I don't understand. But I also like how 
I haven't got a picture of this dog. I also never even got a picture of the RV. You said you sent pictures. I didn't get a single one. So I like how it's every time you buy a new thing, it's like, oh, hey, Matt, I bought this new thing. Can I see it? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I did my whole setup. First picture I sent was just to you, man, saying, woo, look at my fun setup. F*** you, Eric. I hate you. Now, here's the problem. Here's the thing. You should know this, too. What do you think I'm doing Anything, anytime we get something new or do a thing? What do you think I'm doing? Working on it. You're doing something. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the work. We'll take part. a picture of it. This is like here's my hand changing the top, changing the bad tire on my RV, and get the camera angle like way down so I can see the side of it. Hey, here's my sweaty face in front of the RV that I just had to replace three windows on or whatever. Yes, that is oftentimes the issue. I'm doing the crazy stuff, and then. Amanda's taking pictures and going all over the place. And then instantly in my brain, I go, okay, I just did the stupid thing. She's got the pictures. We're covered. Let's just go home or do whatever we're doing. <laughs> and then everybody goes, Eric, where's your pictures? And I go, I don't have pictures. I don't Eric, do you even own any of these things? Do you even do any of this stuff? Uh, I don't know. Like we said with you the Harry Potter room, it's all a lie. You didn't buy it's a dog. You don't have an RV. I don't have an RV. You don't, don't even have, have a camper. Have I've Harry never Potter. seen the camper either. You just <laughs> drive around and you need the truck. <laughs> We're camping, kids. Just lay in the back of the truck. Danny, That's it's right. cold. Shut up. You never know. My life's a mystery. That's a song, I think. Shameful. My life's a mystery. And that's about all I can do. So that's what I've done. It's been an adventurous week. And I'm about to go on vacation, go down to Ohio. So I'll be gone again for another week. Oh, boy. Matt, what about you? Well, you had a horrible week. I had a fantastic week. Because one of the reasons we had to record early last week is because I had a concert to go to. Distant Worlds Musical Final Fantasy. Orchestral Final Fantasy stuff. with Final Fantasy stuff projected up on the big screen over top of it. It was incredible. It was awesome. So many awesome songs, all the way from 1 to 15, just spanning the whole gamut. And I won't I won't lie, I'm not too proud to admit it. When I was sitting there and they did Final Fantasy VI character theme medley, a little tear rolled down my cheek, seeing all my old friends from Final Fantasy VI up there, a little pixel art doing their thing, you know, it would start playing Kefka's theme and they'd start... They'd show like the character art, like the Amano art of them, and then they'd go into the sprites of all these memorable scenes, and then Locke and Celis and Terra, all these characters, and then so many other themes from all the other different games. I heard literal sobs behind me when they were playing. It wasn't Eyes on Me, but it was the instrumental version of Eyes on Me from Final Fantasy VIII, mm-hmm. showing all, you know all the characters and pairings that went with that. Literal sobs behind me in the audience. It was fantastic. It was. It was I mean, the best orchestral concert you can get, and it's Final Fantasy music, and it's Final Fantasy scenes. Mwah! Perfection. It was wonderful. Then on the weekend, went and watched Thor at the movie theater, which I know you did too. It was a pretty fun show. I enjoyed it, but I told you, and it's it's kind of sticking with me more and more the more I think about it. I just wanted more Christian Bale, because he was just the best villain. Just the weird, creepy, and just the way he would like hang on things on characters on like the set like around stuff i just love that character and that just weird vibe of just like oh hey i'm just sidling up on you i don't care hey i'm christian bale look at me doing my thing ah. it's, it's me I'm just a weirdo i'm just just kind of gone crazy oh yeah and then he's doing the storytelling with the kids yes that was the best mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he was a really good character. I, I just enjoy that movie all around. Yeah, yeah. I discussed it with you, too. Is I just like how it's irreverent and it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's nothing serious. Yes, it is part part of the universe, and, and there will be tie-ins to the big next big thing they're doing. But it just feels like they're having fun in the Marvel Universe instead of the super serious crap going on all over the place. So I definitely enjoyed it, too. And then also on the real-world front, got a whole new monitor. So I ripped apart my whole computer desk, got it all set up, got the new HD webcam set up, and I was like, man, I need to, you know, I was sitting on the floor here where it's hot doing cable management stuff, tying this off and hooking this up. And I went, okay, I can't I can't just sit here in silence. Gotta, gotta have something. Put the computer on, put the monitor on, went to Twitch. What's live on Twitch that's going to entertain me? What's this? LAC, what's that? Click League European Championships. There's summer stuff's going on right now. Put it on. I was enraptured. I haven't watched League in forever, but I used to play League of Legends a million hours a day way back in the day. And I was just hooked in again, watching it, watching the expert level play, and then hearing the casters, watching them go nuts for big plays, big, you know, big team fights. It got me going nuts, just watching it and going, oh, throwing my hands up in the air. It was so great. And I just kept it going. I, oh, man, I'm done doing the cables and stuff. I'm going to pop here, get nice cold water, and just, ah, oh, this is awesome. Then right after that, I didn't even put it in the show notes. New Japan's G1 tournament is going on. Oh, what's that? Oh, just put it up here on the nice big screen and just chill and relax and watch a G1 and have a great time. Oh, fantastic. Speaking of fantastic on the video game front, I got into the Overwatch 2 demo, which I think is over now, mm-hmm. but played a little bit of it on, on Friday, a little bit on Saturday. It's just fun. We talked about how, you know, we haven't been playing for a while, but as soon as that reveal trailer or, like, launch date announcement trailer came up, we both just fell in love with it over again. Playing it again, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be playing this for a long time. I I love that game. I know Battleborn fans hate it because of its association with Battleborn and its downfall, but it's just a fun game, and it's just a blast to play. Speaking of a blast to play, Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. Did another stream of it. A couple hours, had a bunch of fun. Turned off the stream, and I went, I'm not done having fun with this game. And I've told you this before, I'm a job system guy. Job system game. I want to max out ability points. I want to get all the stuff. So I just started walking around that town and fighting enemies and leveling up a job system. And I went, okay, I'm gaining too many levels because I don't, I don't want to be super overpowered and make the rest of the game ridiculous. But I know there's a spot towards the beginning of the game that had enemy packs where you could pretty regularly get three ability points per battle. So I went all the way back there, trekked all the way around the world, went back to that one little peninsula, up and down and up and down, getting that stuff, getting stuff. Oh, I mastered that job class. What's the next one? Let me put that in. So for like four hours, I just did that. And I was watching League, and I was watching other stuff while I did it. I put that like way in the corner of the screen, just up, down, up, down, up, down, auto battle. So I've mastered like four or five job classes. And mind you, each level of those is like 100 ability points. Some of those, the max level, is 450 ability points just for that level. So that shows you how much of a crazy person I am. And I won't deny it. But I had fun. And it just feels good when you, oh, mastered the Berserker class. Sweet. Let me go on to this. Let me go on to that. Can I even combine all the abilities I've got? No. But it just, it feels good. It scratches the itch. Of course, on Friday, 
We played TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, played on arcade mode, got to the very last boss, and died. No trophies for us, no achievements for us. But it was a blast. I had fun drinking beers and playing with you. It was so much fun, but I was so mad about that. It hurt my heart, man. It just did. Mm -hmm. It really did. Because I was so, just such a high, just so much fun. And then, boo, I went, oh, God, why? No. So the only lesson is when we do that, it has to be sober night because we would have, we like, we don't have we trouble done, doing we it. We could have done it. But yeah. we were too dumb to remember the certain mechanics for certain bosses. So we got mm-hmm. hit a bunch when we shouldn't have to start off, you know, the early parts of the night. Ah, whatever. We'll get it next time. But that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then over the weekend and last couple nights, I played Life is Strange True Colors, the last two chapters I had left of that game. And my God, the finale especially, it's incredible. It's awesome. It's so intense. And maybe it's just because I started loving the town and the characters and the side characters and everything about it. But when it all came to a head, like my heart was racing, I was like pulled into that scene. I was in that scene. And it's it shot like you would shoot a movie. And I don't want to spoil anything. It's a con- confrontation between two characters. And it's like each time it cut between them, the camera was like closer in their face as the dramatic music swelled and the dramatic things were happening. And I was like, it it made me lean in and just, oh my God. And then it would cut to the other character. It was so intense. And I was like, man, from a game that I wasn't sure about, figured I'd go into, eh, it might be a fluff game. Loved all the characters, loved all the dialogue, loved the town, fell in love with everything about it, and then to climax in this just intense moment, and then I got an amazing ending on top of it. What an amazing game. What a great experience. I'm glad I played it. That one was just, woof, unbelievable. And that was my week. It was a fantastic week. Yes, it was awesome. That's crazy. It's wild. Such a different week we've had. I wish it could be the other way, but... Hey, you know what? While I'm sitting in the dark and I'm scared, Matt, there's a game I don't remember either of us talking about very much at all, which we should have been doing, and that's a big no-no on us. Slap our hands, hurt us. Because Eyes in the Dark, the curious case of one Victoria Bloom, published by Gearbox Publishing, whom we're supposed to be paying attention to, and of course developed by Under the Stairs, came out right under our eyes, right in the dark, just slipped out, Matt. It's actually out. Yes, it's out. <laughs> okay, you're we right. Failed. No, we did, we failed. We did talk about being excited for this game and wanting to play yes. it. I had no idea it was out. I saw like mm-hmm. their their giveaway stuff have been retweeting. I did all the entries for that because I want all that cool stuff. I had no idea it launched this early. I thought it was like a like a Q4 game. I same boat. I just totally went, okay, it's coming out, I don't know, end of the year probably. <laughs> and I just forgot about it. Something cool to think about in a few months. And then this week, just this week, uh, some some show I was listening to is like, yeah, we're going to do like a, a little quick play of it and check it out. And I went, oh, that's weird. It's like pretty early. Like a preview so build, and, like a yeah, demo or something. Yeah. So I went and looked and Nope, it was coming out the next day from when they were doing some little, you know, specialty shindig. I went, (laughs) son of a gun. Dang it. So, if you don't know, Eyes of the Dark is this cool little roguelike game. You are Victoria Bloom. You are now going to go hang out with your grandpa 
And he said, oh, I'm so glad your mom's let me come out, you come out here. And yay, you go. Well, guess what? Things aren't what they seem to be. This giant mansion's all dark and it's ominous looking. You go in, your grandpa didn't greet you. No one's there. So you start to investigate the house. You get a flashlight. And all of a sudden, the darkness kind of just encroaches. And now you got to use your flashlight to move throughout the house, you wielding the flashlight to wipe away the darkness. But in the darkness, of course, creatures hide, and then they spawn in. They're trying to take you out. you got to take them out to get uh, energy to keep the batteries and keep the flashlight going. And then on top of that, you'll get a, a slingshot added to that, and then you'll be able to upgrade your flashlight slingshot combos with you know other stuff as you progress through this mansion to find your grandfather. Well, you find him early on, but then he gets taken, spoiler alert, for like five seconds into the game and then you're going to go deeper in to rescue him of course naturally and the whole thing is you finding upgrades to make your actions skill sets and abilities better as you progress to find him defeating these guardians that of course make sure that your grandpa and everything else can ever be free i don't know the story because i haven't played it but like i said you will solve puzzles using the flashlight you will go through different rooms you'll have to use different abilities to make it through you're going to die you're going to start over you'll lose all the stuff and guess what naturally in a roguelite the mansion changes every run through so it's never going to be the same and you will have to keep going and keep going until you've built up your your skills your abilities and your flashlight with its abilities to the point where you can actually get all the way through and save the day. It's uh, definitely got that really cool old Victorian style thing going on. Whenever she Victoria speaks, it like comes up in like a separate text and stuff. And, and it's just it's really cool the way they present the game to you. And it's all like black and white and just real artful. And you'd have to go check it out. It, it's a really cool looking game. Me and Matt kind of gushed about it way back when it was first shown. And obviously we're failures and just disregarded it. To, uh, and now here it is. And, and everybody's already played it. And apparently it's like 8 out of 10 on Steam. So it's doing pretty darn good right now. So I, I just like to say I'm sorry. I am sorry under the stairs. I'm sorry Gearbox Publishing. Man. Just I should have been paying better attention, but it's out now, and I'll tell you right now, it's looking good, and it's looking like something I even I who don't like roguelites kind of want to check out, but I, I am hesitant because naturally I end up bailing on them. So, but this is Matt's game for sure. I'm like Matt, what's going on? This is absolutely my game for sure, and as soon as I get done editing and posting the podcast, I am going to go and download it either for the PlayStation or the Xbox or the Steam something because. I was just as hyped about this as you, and I love roguelites, and I signed up for all the stuff, so hopefully I get some free merch. But yes, I will echo your apologies to Under the Stairs and Gearbox Publishing for not doing my due diligence and knowing that this was actually coming out sometime around here. But another game that I am going to gush about and love and have talked about before and also didn't really realize was coming out this soon is Stray, which dropped on the 19th, yesterday as we're recording this, developed by Blue 12 Studio, published by Annapurna Interactive, launching for PlayStation and PC. This is the cat game. It's the cat game. If anybody's talked to you about a cat game, this is the cat game. You are a cat, and you get some kind of small robot companion, and you're going through a world of robots. And we've talked about it before. The thing I want to know most about is what happened? What is this world? What is this society? Got a little peek into it in a couple reviews, and that you are a cat because you kind of live above ground in like the wild areas, and you run around with your cat family exploring, jumping on things, and at some point you fall down under the ground, which is where all these robots live, in these cities that are now, I'm, I'm picturing like 
the city existed, something was built on top of it, and then they went away. So they continued to dwell in the city down there. But you fall down into this city filled with robots. Like, they were there serving humans, performing tasks, whatever. Now the humans are gone, and the robots kind of continue on. Either trying to find their purpose, trying to do things, trying to emulate what the humans used to do when they were around. And you as the cat are going around meeting different characters, trying to solve their problems, which will then help you to work further into the city and towards the surface so you can get back home. Obviously, it's a game I'm really interested in, so I didn't go too deep into the story, didn't watch too many reviews, but the graphics are gorgeous. They say the world is a lot of fun. You can do a lot of cat interactions with a lot of things, and they use those in unique ways, like scratching at a door to get people to open it, you know, pulling down things, knocking stuff down to make things happen. And the thing that I find most interesting about it is just, I mean, A, the world. I love the world. I'm excited to know the story of the world and where the humans went and why the robots are still here. But the design of those robots, too. It's so charming. They have those big boxy like video screen heads like crt heads or like old mac computer heads and there's just something about that art style that robot style that just appeals to me and then the fact that they're you know when i say like a post-apocalyptic world where humans are gone and androids are trying to figure out what's left and what they're going to become now that the humans are gone what game does that remind you of eric one of the best games ever made near automata this has totally got those kind of vibes of just what's going on. Is life going to continue? How do robots evolve past their, you know, I was, I just carried boxes back and forth. Well, now there's no humans and no boxes. What does that guy do? Maybe you help him out as this cat-robot combo. I'm excited to find that out. I've heard the only bad things about the game. There are some chase sequences where you're getting attacked by some wildlife and all you got to do is just basically run away from them and it's not that engaging, especially if you can't figure out where to go. There's a little bit of combat, which they say is not that great, but the world itself, everybody says it's phenomenal. They're loving it. They're loving the exploration, the stories between the robots and kind of helping them do what they need to do. So I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to play it just as I'm excited to play Eyes in the Dark. Two games coming out this week that are going to be fantastic. And now you didn't say this, but you should have because this is a new era we're living in. Hey, guess what? If you're like a PlayStation Plus Extra member, you get to play this for free, everybody. You know, we say it all the time about Game Pass, so we got to start doing that with the PlayStation side now, too. And guess what? You get to play this for free if you have that PlayStation Extra tier. And what I've heard, too, is they kind of snuck in, like, hey, there's a seven-day free trial of Extra if you want to check it out. So if you just want to play this game, sign up for a seven-day free trial, take the week off of work, you will play and beat the game by that point, maybe even platinum it. Who knows if you enjoy it that much? You will have played it literally for free. Uh-huh. I recommend you go do that. I probably will as well, as a matter of fact. I've been actually thinking about upgrading myself to the, the extra tier, not the premium stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got so many games on my plate still that I'm just like, Eric, you, you just don't have time. That's why you got rid of Game Pass. You just didn't really have time for it. There was no... No getting through any of it. And you just got back into Horizon, which you said, which obviously, yeah. like one boss fight takes forty minutes of your time because we we got we found that out on Friday. So that game's going to take yeah. three hundred years oh to my beat. God. It, it was ridiculous. It was a cauldron, and yes, it took over like freaking forty minutes to get through. It was <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but stressful, as I told Matt, because obviously we're supposed to be playing and hanging out and drinking beers. 
but I couldn't, you can't save in a cauldron. And I'm like, I'm too far into this to just abandon this. I can't do it. <laughs> so it was, it was a bad day, but it was a fun day because I got to do a cauldron and then drink beers and play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, you know, I don't know. What, what do you want from me? It's the way it goes. There's one thing I want from you, Eric, and that's to discuss Border 3, 2022, because it's now that time. We probably would have started this in the start of July, but no, we're doing it now. Eric, what do you got? I got something. No, I'm going first. I don't care. I don't even want to know what you have to say. That's fine. I got it. I got it. Let's go. Go. Be my guest. Because my game is coming out on Friday, two days from now as we record this. It's pre-ordered, and it's coming to me. It's been shipped already. It's live alive. The game where you play as seven different characters in seven different time frames. You have seven different stories, and then, spoiler alert, at the end, you all come together. It's redone in the HD 2D art style. Fantastic music, fantastic story from all accounts. I won't go into it too much because I have on the podcast already, but that's what I'm excited for. And it's right around the corner. It's even, it's. I was going to say it's more right around the corner than these games, but it's right on the heels of these games we just talked about. Well, speaking of close, speaking of right around the corner, you got Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Matt. A beloved series by many, by me, but I'm a fakesy because I've never beat the other one, but I want to. It, it, it just it's, it's a never-ending story of it being just a, a crazy long RPG, and it, you could cheat and keep leveling up to the, the area you were in, but it didn't... It didn't change the fact that the, the, the battle system is crazy, and I never got the hang of it. So they were always always challenging, even if I was caught up to the levels. But, man, what a beautiful world. What a bunch of awesome, fun, cool characters. I need to finish that game, and I need to get Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because I hear nothing but good news already about it. So July 29th on the Switch, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has already one that's got my interest. Speaking of something that's got my interest... What's one of my favorite game series of all time? Saints Row. What is finally, hopefully, actually going to come out in just uh, just under or over a month? The Saints Row reboot. Scheduled for now, unless it gets delayed again, for August 23rd. And, you know, I, I will admit, you know, I some of these people are like, oh, man, they're, they're nerfing Saints Row. They're making it super lame and super woke and whatever. I don't get the point of that because Saints Row has just always been silly. There have always been goofy characters. There have always been... You know, nerdy characters and, and strange characters and all these weird things. I will say I'm sad they're going away from the superpowers from 4, which was my absolute favorite one of all time. But you can't go bigger than that. So going back to the roots, you're the boss of the saints and you're starting your crime family and doing stuff and fighting three different factions. They're going back to the roots of it. And they have never made a bad game ever since the Saints Row series. All the Saints Rows have been good. Agents of Mayhem was good, not great. So I'm excited for this because... One of my favorite series. The customization is absolutely on point. We've seen that, the, the boss customization trailer. In my mind, they could do no wrong. It might be different from the usual Saints Row, but I have my faith in Volition and all the Saints Row people. So this one's on my radar, and I'm excited for it. It's been pre-ordered for like a year now, so I'm excited to actually get the damn thing. Collector's Edition and all. We were just talking about Collector's Editions offline. I'm getting that of this for sure. You're a wild man. You and your freaking collector's editions. But you know what? I won't fault you because if you got the means and you love the series, to hell with it. Get it. Do it. Now, there's one we both are interested in. And I think you're going to overlook this one because you're just too much going on. Soul Hackers 2 by Atlas is coming out August 26th for all the systems, basically. Anything you want, but except for the Switch, of course. But all the other stuff, you can get it. Do you like Persona? Yes, yes, I do. Do you like Shin Megami? Not as much, 
but it's still a really good RPG, just too grindy. What if we mix those two together and kind of gave you a little bit of both worlds? A little more grind, a little more RPG standard stuff, but you do get to actually have relationships and, and hang out and, and cultivate friendships with your fellow teammates. That sounds pretty darn cool. That's what this is all about. And it's in some like futuristic neon world where they're going through like some crazy grid-based crap or dreams or I don't even know what the hell. Honestly, I've been kind of keeping it in the dark because I just I, I've, I've decided I want to play it. Like I just want to do it. Because I've, I've played Shin Megami now. I've got, you know, f***ing... Uh, I just swore because I'm aggravated. Because Shin Megami's another one I haven't beat. <laughs> but I have like 20-something hours into it, which is nothing in those types of games. So it's not like I'm far. But still, that's that's an investment I've put in just to stand back and go, yeah, i got to get back to it. It's irritating. But Persona, as you all know, I've smoked through a ton of Persona. And I love the hell out of Persona. So I'm hoping that this can be that merger I need to get the itch to just go in and smoke Shimagami afterwards because I'll be a little more acclimated to the uh, the grindy, harder side of the series, which is the true side. You know, I'm not an idiot. I understand Shimagami's the base that Persona came from, but uh, it's on the radar. I want to get it. I, I feel like you should get it, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of games coming out. I mean, you're probably just going to miss this one and then, and I'm going to get farther ahead. You're not wrong that there are a lot of games coming out, but uh, this is one that I also pre-ordered at the oh, same time that I pre-ordered Live Alive. <laughs> so I am just as hyped as you. I'm a little more trepidatious. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you've obviously played Shin Megami Five, so I'm, I'm trepidatious that it's a step too far. But I did watch, I think it was some Japanese developer playthrough of just a couple battles of the combat system. And I was watching it, I'm like, ah, oh, it looks a little stiff. It looks a little, hmm. it's not as fun and fluid as Persona is. But I saw those characters, and there's something about just that art style and the characters. And like you said, that kind of like cyberpunk world that they're in, and maybe they're like, you know, like net runners going through the World Wide Web or something. And something about that, just the whole style just went, you need to get this game. It just said to me, just get the damn thing. So I pre-ordered it. So it will be in my hands on launch day. I'm excited for it too, but I'm a little scared. But a game that I'm not scared at all about having and playing, it's a game... I talked about it already. I think we talked about it like two weeks ago. It's Overwatch 2 dropping on October 4th. And another reason that I'm excited about it, not just because it played really well in the beta and I had a lot of fun and my favorite character was changed but not too much so I was still murdering fools as Moira. I am the best but I don't play support. I don't care about healing you. I will kill everybody. All you DPSs, it doesn't matter if you're dead. I will carry DPS as the support. You know what? You just... Just go play Mercy. It's fine. I'll kill everybody for you. Anyway, but as we've said before on the show, the reason that everybody should be excited about it is the PvP is now free to play. So just play it. You don't have to give them any money. Uh-huh. Who, you know, if you're if you're scared about loot boxes, don't use, don't buy any. Just earn them through the game, like Eric and I have done for years upon years. They're changing the system now. You go buy what you want. Oh really? So yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that. So you, yeah, you're just gonna go in if you want the uh, the mercy skin with her in a bow tie. Then you just save your points until you can get it, and then you go get it. So it's getting to be like, oh, I shouldn't say this on the podcast because I'll get, I'll get, I'll get nailed to the cross. So it's getting to be like Battleborn was. We could just mm-hmm. save up your points, and it's like save oh, your points and blink, go. And I'm just gonna get find that the one you want. Or, yeah. or like League of Legends is done forever. Isn't it weird yeah. how they're just kind of putting together the system that was already in place in another game? <laughs> At the time it launched. Oh, the PV. 
Uh, that's that's the only thing that I am not concerned about because if if I hear that it's bad, I just won't buy it. The Doesn't P- matter. Yeah, yeah, the PVE is still going to be like forty dollars, but nobody has shown off any of that as far as I'm aware. It was not in the beta. Nobody has even mentioned it. No preview builds. I haven't seen even seen videos about it. And obviously, the other PVE that they did was. I won't say garbage, but it was subpar compared to any other PvE game there ever is. Oh, yeah. So I'll be cautiously pessimistic about that one. But the PvP was still fun. I was having a blast playing it. I can't wait to play it with all of you out there because it's free to play. There's no reason not to at least try it. So Overwatch 2, stamp. Rubber stamp for Matt. I'm going to be playing it a lot. A lot. A lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. I'll be in the same boat. We'll be rocking it out. That's going to be a game to play. And, of course, when we're not playing together on Overwatch 2, Scorn will be coming October 21st to the PC. Okay? Is it also coming to Xbox? Um, I don't know. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I'm getting it for PC. And this game looks crazy. It's got that... We already talked about it. It's got that crazy... Uh, I always forget his name. That artwork that's just indicative of Alien and Aliens. and Like H.R. Geiger stuff. H.R. Geiger, yeah. It's that completely fleshy, bloody, weird, and just inhuman, grotesque, and strange. And you're just going through it with these fleshy, strange weapons, killing things, maneuvering through these hostile environments... I have no idea what the hell this game's about, except for that it looks beautiful and terrifying, and I want to play it. So October 21st, which is fitting, since it'll be right around Halloween, I get to play this super weird and wacky game that's probably, most likely, guaranteed going to give me nightmares. But I love nightmares, because they're the best kind of dreams, and I have the most fun in them. So I look forward to Scorn. If you haven't heard or seen about it, You'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you go look it up. That game's too gross. I'm not looking forward to that it one. It is gross. It's super gross. But here's a game I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about because I haven't seen much about it. And what I've seen hasn't shown me what I need to see about it. And that's Marvel's Midnight Suns, which according to the, the release calendar that I'm looking at, is supposed to come out October 7th, which is the Marvel-based like XCOM-like and got tactical combat, using superheroes, using superpowers, and then outside of battle, you're going back to the expansion or the Avengers Tower or wherever, and having bonding episodes with your other superhero characters, because you're playing an original character, so you're talking with them, having interactions. So I want to see if this is like, and I'm, I'm, you know, everybody hates this game getting compared to everything else, but I want to see if this is like XCOM meets Persona for Marvel. Can I have a social link with Beast or Gambit, not Gambit, who cares about Gambit, or Cyclops, who is the best X-Man, who is so awesome and cool. Can I make friendships and, and unlock new abilities You know, by choosing the correct dialogue choices? Will there be confrontations between two characters where you got to choose one or the other, and maybe that one turns evil and you fight him in a couple battles? And how awesome is the combat system going to be? I watched like a combat system demo of it, just a really short one, a couple months ago or so, and it looked good, but I didn't see enough. I want to see more of both sides of it, the social side and the combat side. And I think, Mr. Eric, you missed a game. Uh Uh-oh. Unless you're talking about it last as your number one most hype one. You missed it. It's it's, it's under September. September 1st, Lord of the Rings, Gollum. How are you not going to play as Gollum? Come on, Eric. Come on. Because... Here And I was going to mention it, but I wanted to do it as just a quickie, but we moved on and I was like worried about time or whatever. 
I keep hearing negative. Like, all the podcasts I listen to dog this game. And that makes me worry. Because typically, you know, they're all in the know. You know, they all yeah. got the ins. And all I keep hearing is, oh, yeah, golem game. Ah, not excited. Not excited. Not So I don't know if that just means they're a bunch of idiots who don't understand how awesome Lord of the Rings is. Or if they all know something already that this game ain't tracking to be is, you know, what what I would hope. But, yeah, you're, normally you're right. I would love to be Gollum, and I would do nothing but have a great time playing Gollum and screwing people over, sneaking up on things, stealing their stuff. But I don't know. I just keep hearing this, oh, not my game. I don't care about it. Doesn't look good to me. Oh, and I'm so I've just got this naturally, oh, I guess I'll stay away. Guess I'll stay away, and everybody seems to be not liking it. So I don't know, man. You know, you tell me. You heard any good word? I can't tell you anything because I know absolutely nothing about this game. I think maybe I saw a CG trailer of like when it was mm-hmm. first introed of like, hey, look, here's a game coming up. I know literally nothing about it except for this one screenshot I'm looking at that shows a close up of his face and like four dialogue options. And two of them yeah. are red and two are green. Uh, well, because you get to everything you do, you get to be Smeagol or Gold. Yeah. You get to always keep track him in between the two. And, and that sounds fun. That sounds fantastic. And then, of course, just to make it, from what I hear and sounds like, like the mechanics of you sneaking and snooping about, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I don't know. I just don't understand why nobody seems to be excited for this. And usually that doesn't bode well for a game if everybody's just dismissing it and moving on to something else. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it because I love Golem. But, you know, obviously we said it a million times between time and et cetera. If, if everyone's dogging it and ragging on it, I'm not going to buy it because I don't have time to spend on a game that's just getting completely ravaged. But, but Eric, how many times have people dogged on a game or ignored a game and then and they're wrong? so wrong because yeah, it was super yeah, cool? I mean, for God's sakes, that's true. the magnet on your locker at work says Gollum on it. it if does. you don't play this, I'm going to rip that down. I'm going no, to delete no. Gollum. I'm going to say loser Look, is what I'm going to type he, on it. Gollum lives in my house. He's right here behind me hanging out, <laughs> literally hanging out. Okay, stop it. I do love Gollum, and I do want to play the game, but unfortunately right now I'm not hearing any good news about it. So if I hear something else, bam, I'll spin in a heartbeat and be playing it. Okay. But I'm telling you, the last game in October, Matt, that I'm playing is Resident Evil Village Shadows of Rose. That's a DLC for Village. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it. And here, it's finally coming. You get to be the daughter, you know, years after Village took place. And it looks like you're going into kind of a dreamscape in this one and handling business there, which part of me is excited because in a dreamscape, you can do anything. So there's all sorts of possibilities for baddies and environments or whatever to be created. But part of me is also sad. Because, I don't know, the vibe I'm getting is that it's going to be really short. And it's not going to really be important to the story overall. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little iffy on... I'm going to play it, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not. But I'm just a little iffy on my uh, hype levels for it. But it is a definite uh, buy and play as soon as it hits. So look forward to that. And of course, the uh, village is out you know, basically everywhere and everything. Except for Switch. So please be excited. Well, I know... October is getting towards the – is it Q4 or is it Q3? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was worried about. You know? But but since you're iffy on a game, I'm going to give you a game that I'm iffy on because as soon as I see the name of it, I go, I'm probably going to play that. And then I was literally – while you were talking about the Village DLC, I was watching footage of it to see if I was right, and it immediately put me off, and that's Gotham Knights. 
which is from WB Montreal, who did the Batman Arkham Origins game, not the other ones, because Rocksteady's doing, what is it, uh, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. But this is in that same vein, in that same universe, playing as Nightwing and Red Hood and all these other characters. So I was watching some gameplay of it right now, because I loved the Arkham games. Absolutely loved them. And I was like, yeah, this will be cool too. But it's the combat looks so like big and bombastic, like Red Hood is shooting out big giant abilities and stuff. And I'm like, but the combat for those should be tight and punchy and and closed off. But I don't know. I'm keeping my eye on this one because I had never seen any of these trailers before that are still literally playing as I'm watching this and trying not to get distracted by. So it's on my radar. I'm a little less hyped than I just was a little bit ago. But I'm also weirdly not hyped about Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. So I'm hoping one of these two will fill that Arkham role because I want some of that combat back and I don't think either one's given it to me. I think this one has a better chance of it, but we'll see what happens, I guess. I don't know. I I saw it and I was like, I'm going to talk about this. And I watched it and I go, oh, I don't know though. So hey, great. There's a game I'm not hyped for apparently. Good job, man. Yeah, Goth- Gotham Knights, hey, I got no love or no care at all for that one. But Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, that's got that Guardians of the Galaxy kind of like fun, crazy, over-the-top vibe going, wild characters saying and doing wacky stuff. And they showcased it when they had the Flash coming and mm-hmm. saying you're a bunch of scrubs and they're trying to kill Flash. And That seemed bombastic and it seemed like a lot of fun. So if either of those two were to come out, because well, I, I have no idea when Suicide Squad's supposed to hit. Mm. But that's probably one I might give a go. But yeah, Gotham Knights, man, uh, it's just not cracking up to be anything I want. I was going to say, I agree with you on the character interaction side of Suicide Squad. But still, that one, you're like switching between characters and I seem just like flying around. Like even yeah, Harley Quinn really... is like doing giant flips and flies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want that tight counter gameplay and crunching and snapping and hitting people with sticks and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Them old school Batman Arkham Asylums, things like that. That combat. That wasn't for me either, but I I get why everybody does want that because it was fantastic Mm -hmm. and everyone loved it. And this is kind of not doing it. So hopefully they figure something out. And I'll give you one quickie last one that I'm in the same like middling boat on. uh, And that's Star Ocean The Divine Force. We kind of talked about it. It comes out uh, October 27th for all the systems except Switch. And I want to play this and I want to love it. I've, you know, I have a kind of a weird history with Star Ocean, but anything that's RPG, I want to support and I want to like, but it's just, once again, I have a weird history with Star Ocean and they haven't always been games that I really loved and adored and kind of stuck to. I have ditched them many a time. So will this be the same damn thing? I don't know. I really don't know. I want to love it. And I hear that it's pretty neat in the sense that if you go the male version, you get like a sci-fi story and it's completely sci-fi-ish. And if you go to the female, you get a medieval JRPG type story. And that sounds really awesome. And I, I just, I want to like this game, but I'm definitely stepping in the middle ground of, eh, I don't know, maybe. I am 100% in agreement with you because, I mean, I played Star Ocean, the second story on PlayStation, loved it, but then it got to be too much. There were too many systems and too many things, and the bosses were real hard, and there was just too much to do. Oh, look, you can cook literally everything. You can craft a million things. Look at all these skills you can get. Look at this. Look at that. Blah, blah, blah. I just want I, and I just want to keep going. Hmm. Like it's not a job system game, so I didn't get hooked into it. And then every other Star Ocean that's been either like too generic, like generic JRPG or anime tropes and types and things, or it's 
too many systems. But just like you said, anything JRPG, I do want to support. I do want it to do well. And especially sci-fi stuff. There's not enough sci-fi stuff out there. Spaceships and galaxies and planets and zooming from one planet to the other doing things. All the stuff about Star Ocean that I do want to support and, and hope continues is here. So I hope this is good, and I hope it's something that you and I could both enjoy and have a lot of fun with. Speaking of having a lot of fun with, my last one, it's a game that I know, you know, I'd really love to see somebody play. Somebody should play it on stream and and watch us all react to his playthrough of it. And it's a little game, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Eric. I don't know if you have any hands-on experience with anything like this. Going back to September, oh, it's a game called Metal Hellsinger. Now, see, this seems like it should just be right up your alley. No, you kill enemies no. to the beat, the metal happens. You, <laughs> you, should, you should put that capture card right in there and slam that HDMI cord right in it and play that. Play that on stream. Let's see you have fun with that and enjoy it. Yes. We will. We will never play that game on stream. We will never play that game again, period. I was wrong. I was wrong. I cannot do this game to the beat. It is impossible. Every instinct in my body says to shoot the baddies, murder them, and go fast as humanly possible. And this game has nothing to do with that. It has to do with you following the rules by going to the beat on every single thing you do. Now, it was gorgeous. The music, oh my gosh, was phenomenal. And I'll never experience it. And now maybe maybe there's like a Dragon Force song. You can like the very last level. So you are just shooting like mad, like you know, Guitar Hero tabs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like that. It's just just shoot like a wild fool and just randomly, you know, do all the things. I don't know. I just had to just look, had to bring look, it up and needed you, had to, you, again. you had to yeah you had to you had to poke again. But I'll tell us the last little bit on that is it was it's so demotivating and demoralizing. When I'm just sitting here murdering these guys but can't keep to the beat it wants me to. And the music just starts going. <laughs> it just makes the game feel like trash. It makes you feel like trash. And I'm like, this sucks. And then I watch people who are good at it. And there's just the vocals are cranking. The music's just slamming. Baddies are dying. And I'm like, that's that's what I wanted in this game. That's what I wanted. I just want all this without the beat part. Just give me no beat, just going to town, killing monsters, getting crazy metal. I'll play that. Play it on baby mode or whatever that I was just going to say, care. there's got to be an easy mode for that. Like All rhythm games have some kind of super easy mode, so you can miss half the beats and stuff. They've got to have that. It's got to be. Got to. It's got to be there. We'll have to investigate. But that's it for us. That's all the things we're excited or apparently not excited for. <laughs> Upcoming in Q3 and maybe a little bit into Q4. What about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you hyped for? Are some of the things we're not hyped for things you're actually hyped for? Are the things we're hyped for not even remotely related to what you were excited about? Let us know via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook on a third shift. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Find us on that Facebook and take a peek. Take a look. It's in a book. It's on the interwebs. Go to Patreon. That's where we hang out at. That's where if you like what we're doing, you can throw a buck, two bucks, three bucks, all the kinds of bucks to get a couple extra shows to help support us, keep the lights on, keep us making stuff because that's what we love to do. And by guys, we thank everyone who has, will, and in the past has done it, contributed to that wonderful little thing. We thank you. If you can't because money's tight, we always tell you the same old thing and you never listen. Some of you do, but most of you don't. Get on over there. Give us them five-star ratings. Give us the mailbag questions. Get us any sort of fun feedback because interacting with all of you out there 
man, just brightens the day, makes us feel great. So think about doing that. Also, as Matt already said, you know, we're on Twitch, boom, Prime sub for free over there, or throw bucks that way too. There's a lot of ways to support and help your homeboys over here at the old third shift. And one of the ways that's the easiest is just to listen to our very next episode, which will be dropping, I'm assuming, on the 28th of July, or maybe the 27th, or maybe the 26th. Who knows when we're going to record it? I'll I'll be home. Okay, I should be here as far as I know. (laughs) So let's say it'll be dropping on the 28th. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey... If you like what we're doing and like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, just like we appreciate those five-star reviews. Get on over there to Spotify or the iTunes and do the five stars, folks. Get on and do it. Matt, I'm sure if he, he, he would have told me if we got any new ones, I'm sure he's been keeping a close eye on that. It's very important. But if you have, super appreciate it. It's going to help us help you in the long run. I promise. I promise, promise, promise. And Matt was looking. He's scrambling. He didn't He didn't nod his head, and I was sad. Man. I looked, and as sad as I am to not see a new five-star review, it is always nice to read that first five-star review that pops up there. Mm-hmm. So every time we get a new one, it still keeps me going for a couple months, because every time I go, oh, man, was there a new one? Oh, there wasn't. But best gaming podcast, these guys are awesome. That's always nice to see when you're looking at it, even though I know it's an old one. That's why we beg for it. It still feels good. Feels good. Makes you feel great. Just like old Tony the Tiger. I thought you were going with a different Tony, and I was like, oh, man, man, what's what's the great (laughs) thing that he said? Oh, okay, okay, Tony the Tiger. So you saw me. I was flustered. I was flumbling. Yep. You were thinking, oh, Tony's going to tell He's going to give us a good Tony quote. But no, I was just thinking, that's great. You know, that's all I was thinking. That's all I had. I've been thinking about Tony lately. I think it's I think it's about Tony time. It's about time to do it again. It is time. But until that time, there's nothing else to say to you, the listeners, other than Don't forget to say Shut up and sit down.